0: hello 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 I was playing in the wrong chord I the know wrong chord one two one two hello 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 hello
1: welcome to the show hello, hello hello
0: hello hello welcome to the show welcome 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 to episode 18 of our show and we just finished up a neat lesson. On the ukulele. And it was a lot of fun. I didn't know it was going to be fun. You know, I've got a confession to make. Go ahead. I've been really down on the ukulele for the past several years. Why so? Just because I've just seen a very, per- I've been hearing a very particular kind of song played by a very particular type of person <laughs> for years. <laughs> And it's been making me crazy. Okay. Um, but uh, that said, I really have come to enjoy it. It's got a very sweet tone to it. Like, I, I bought one, obviously, for my, my kids, and then I bought one for myself. And it's got just such a different tone and vibe to it. And, of course, I have a lot of respect for its roots. Um, I just don't often get to hear the, the people from where it's most popular in Hawaii coming to pop music other than, you know, when Israel comes I, on the radio from time to time.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the, the strange thing or or the annoying thing about the ukulele isn't the sound by itself. It's just the, you know, since the 2000s, you hear so many people, especially in Germany, so many upcoming artists who are playing that instrument. And they always play it the same.
0: Yeah, and, and like, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's so it's yeah.
1: it's it's like yeah, it's like you eating your most favorite meal every day three times, you know, and at some point you kind of start thinking like it's it's not as cool as it used to be or as yeah. it you know. So, so like like
0: especially <sighs> on I, I guess there were it's just. It's just been all over the place on, on a lot of these, like, talent shows and things like that. Yeah. What, whatever. I, I don't, wanna, I don't, wanna, it's I don't a want to... Nevertheless, it's a great instrument. It's a great instrument. It's a great yeah. instrument. There are so many reasons it's such a great instrument. Yeah. That, for number one, for children, like, the size, it's comfortable for them to hold. It is much easier, I think, to get started in playing a four-string instrument than it is a six-string instrument with the guitar and also i didn't think about this during the show but understanding the mechanics of properly fretting a note i feel like it's easier on a ukulele than it is on on a guitar which has yeah. got a much wider neck you know because when you fret a note you really want to have you sort of want your fingers to be to be perpendicular into the like like a nail going into a board if a nail goes into a board sideways that's that's not good right same thing like you don't want you don't want to press this way because then the pressure you're actually doing some disservice to your finger muscles you're using your finger muscles to to create the pressure necessary to hit that note if you hit directly you're using the counter pressure from your thumb and also the muscles in your forearm
1: i'm teaching it i'm teaching it like a snail's house. Yep. So so every, like every. You, you don't you don't do this, for example. That'd be no snail house. But yeah. This movement, like so, you come in from the sure. bottom. We're gonna zoom in. Yeah. So so you come from the bottom and you hold the instrument like this. It's the same with the bass, actually. Um. And the tinier the instrument, and the tinier The Apprentice, let's mm-hmm. say, uh, the earlier you know it, the better it is for your body. Because so many people, I, I know several guitar players who be like, oh, my, my,
0: my fingers, like everything hurts. And after it's a, a minor adjustment of technique. And one yeah. thing that a lot of people fail to do, I'll see if I can zoom, like it's going badly. Like Freddie was, you stay in the picture. Okay. Like Freddie said, it should be like a snail's house or always like every joint should be going in the way, right? I I don't know if this makes sense visually. Uh, If you're just listening, then this won't make any sense. But if your fingers are going out the way like that, unless you're barring, unless you're barring, that's bad. It's very bad. You don't want that. So, and that's, I, I feel like a lot easier to explain on the uke yeah yeah the uke the uke. a lot of people call me uke all right yeah. the
1: uke so um i mean it's a it's a gimmicky instrument but you get great sounds out of it there are a lot of people who are as you mentioned do the crazy jazz chords on that instrument and it just sounds nice you know and even in the dra- in the
0: jazz tradition that was used as well. The, you were telling me this before. That is fascinating to me. Uh, you were saying that the ukulele entered the jazz world before the guitar did. It's it's not
1: it, that's technically that's not true okay. because you know the blues guitar was uh-huh. clearly before the all ukulele. All right, then I, I misunderstood. Just, uh, it see see like a stream. Yeah. Like it all began, I'd say, in the mid 40s and 50s. Where people trying to comp a singer with the ukulele. And that's pretty early, I'd say, for for like for the for the jazz music. Like blues was clearly before it was at the start of the of the 20th century, and of course, people play the guitar on the blues. And I have to do some some more in-depth uh research to figure out when the ukulele really hit uh, the jazz music hmm. but I th- but what I can say clearly earlier than you would have thought in the first place like okay. er, it's it, it much earlier early. than I would
0: have assumed yeah. Wait, like I mean whatever I me, not even assumed I never knew it was in the jazz world I, I hadn't I had no clue yeah 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 some like it hot Marilyn Monroe mm. she has
1: sugar played the ukulele with her upright bass player.
0: Well, once you get Marilyn Monroe on something, then that's that's the end. That's going to be possible. If, if it had been the banjo, then the see. banjo would have been...
1: See, see, <laughs> I think, I, no, I, seriously, that that took
0: a big part in,
1: in that whole thing. But, uh, you know, back to the instrument, four strings. Uh, we started, we started, or Guy started, I found that idea pretty clever, to have it uh, as baby guitars, yeah, because <laughs> It just looks like a baby guitar with, a big, with a big difference that uh, the the strings are not ascending tone-wise. You start with the second highest string, which is kind of odd. It feels so weird when you come from guitar playing and switch them back to ukulele because it's... So that would be the ascending way, but it's so strange so strange so, so it's, strange. it's it's like second highest lowest second lowest highest which is which is odd very i don't strange. know i don't know where this where this tuning tradition come from i assume it's from uh the portuguese uh folk music let's find that out yeah I, i'm it's guessing very, it's like a, a lot of thing. things yeah. i'm
0: guessing like a lot of things yeah what do you think this is what I, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking somebody had a bit too much to drink one night. Yeah, tuned the absolute monkey business <laughs> out of the ukulele. Like brought it to town, and they were good anyway. And they're like, "What's that thing?" Oh, well, I guess that's how that's doing. The person left, and they're like, "No, no, that's how Joey Joey played it." And I think that's I I, I I'm. I'm guessing alcohol was involved. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: that's but, that's just my
1: two cents. But another another nice instrument. All the upstrokes and huh. downstrokes sound differently mm. because of the non-ascending system. So mm. if you play if you play like reggae up up uh, beat stuff, mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound as trebly or high as compared to the guitar. But that but that's just my imagination. That's just talking about feeling. And yeah, it it is confusing. Please let us know if you're you, a ukulele if expert. If you're a ukulele
0: expert, we we love I just love know like I I I want to know the history of all of them. They're yeah. f- they're fantastic. Yeah.
1: And it's and it gets a little blurry because you know, um there is no clear starting point, okay? Now, eighteen ninety-seven, the ukulele was born. It is everything influenced everything in a way. Well,
0: as you mentioned, so the ukulele is a Hawaiian instrument, but yeah. the it's the it's, grandfather. The grandfather yeah. was either I read it was an instrument called the machete. Uh-huh. You you saw you read a different name for it. I forget what the what. I can't look it up. You can look it yeah. up, but again, if somebody knows, let us know. Uh- but it's really neat. Basically, a a Portuguese person immigrated to Hawaii. And I'm guessing this was an instrument builder or just a guy that or a guy had one. And some folks in Hawaii said, we're going to take that and do something with it. Yeah. And a thing was born. Yeah. It's... It's really neat how that how things like that happens same thing with the banjo right like well not quite the same the banjo has really horrible roots but I mean well the beautiful roots but uh, the minstrel banjo as we know it the, the the reasons and the whys it happened were terrible because it was taken as a way to imitate slaves in the blackface band minstrel shows but yeah. um, but it it evolved from the banjar and the over sixty other different instruments that are that were made with a gourd and many of which also had a drone string and many of which were also played and frailed the way that is one of the two main Yeah we tr- talked issues. about that before. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's so neat. And, and then and then the like again the the um, slide guitar. Same thing. I mean I've heard a lot of different stories about how that happened um but one of them was Ho- Hawaiian it was also Hawaiian in nature okay that i forget the name but some guys were walking down a set of train tracks and there was a railroad spike or a broken bottle i can't remember how the story goes okay next to the tracks and moment of inspiration dude started doing that Oh. and then that was imported into the mainland and then somehow the went from being a lap guitar to probably my favorite instrument world in the world the pedal steel guitar yeah right? which made its way as a staple of what's well as the central unit of sacred steel music used in many of the black baptist churches and it's yeah. incredible yeah it's the <laughs> how something can start on one end of the planet and end up yeah and story is, is never comes to an end. It's so neat. Yeah,
1: you can't be bigger than music. No, that is frustrating, but relieving at the same time. I'd y- say. Yeah, it's neat. You know, like it's like
0: I. I but I look at all string instruments, and again, I, you know, if we had to start from zero, like I would never f- like it. Like boom, erase your brain, right? Yeah. I don't think I would ever come close to. Figuring that, like, how the hell did anyone figure that out? I'm convinced it was a mixture of, like, I think some guy who played, who, who had a bow and arrow was, like, standing next to a cave when he shot something, or in the cave, and the sound got bigger. And he was like, huh? And he was like, boom. Well, no, not I'm just m- for hunting, but. I, well, how can I make the, way? Well, how can I do that? And he talked to the town Wood guy, and then he put a string over a box or a gourd. Like... You never know. Like, the drum you can figure out, right? Like, you can figure that out. Yeah. Same thing with... I look at the same thing with visual arts. Drawing? Yeah. Like, charcoal, cave, like... Or whatever mixture you got yeah. your single lines. Yeah. But, but then we... When we get into the these instruments that have these nuances, as you mentioned, your, your upright bass, this is a product I'm guessing of the Renaissance. Like, like this, this is older, older,
1: older, but there are several, several shapes, right? That where you can tell which, which style it is,
0: but that this is everything here is designed. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing here that was done without intention, without a purpose. Yes. 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 True. (laughs) True, true, yes, true. Unlike the scroll of a mandolin, which just looks really, really pretty and adds like three thousand. Of course, it's of, <laughs> of course, of course,
1: it's always about beauty. I mean, not every angle or every piece of thing is uh, is here because of the sound. Of right. course, there are some some nuances of you know taste, not yeah. like scientific sound production amplification, whatever. Um but most of it is a very, very old tradition. People were thinking about using different woods. Mm. They were thinking about, you know, put it in a barrel, throw it throw it in the ocean, mm. let it kinda uh like like wine, you know, just just vacuum it in the ocean so the so the wood I've become, heard about that technique. Yeah, so the wood is like is like creating some 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 stuff inside, so the wood sounds better, or yeah, well, it gets extra dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not an expert on that. I'm,
0: well, that there there's um there's a very sought after wood for guitars. I would actually like a guitar with this wood, but it's called Sinker Redwood. Um, there, it's harvested from redwood trees, which as you know are massive. Yeah, that have fallen and sank and. Rivers, yeah, Um, and they they recover these these um,
1: woods and use it woods and use it like so so
0: Loudon uh, for example. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of bunch of builders make it, but I know Loudon does it. Uh huh. Um, And I would I would really like the the Sinker Redwoods. The Redwood has sort of the tonal characteristics of a cedar, uh huh. But it's not as soft. Like if you like my my guitar is a red cedar top. And if we'll we'll do the old zoomy zoom, if you look at this poor thing, like I bang on and scratch my guitar because I like I like the noises that it makes, right? But the cedar cedar dings incredibly easily, right? And, and it just you know you're you're going to dig into it quickly, like like John Gom
1: just just put something on top of it. Um, what, John, what it?
0: I think he he it's like. A, some kind of special glue paste. I could be uh, wrong. Uh, um, I, I know guys who just, who just use, oh, no, wrong way. Um, I know some guys who just use like stucco filler or some weird glue combinations to, mm. to make it happen. But <laughs> the seat, but anyway, I'm getting dorky now talking about woods. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, no, um, but no big deal. It's, but like, but all that stuff is, is amazing to me, you know? Yeah.
1: And, uh, during your work, you don't, or, I have to let it become a habit even more what the roots are because we are using so much stuff around us and we don't, and we just know a a tiny shame, just a little bit of what's it like, how does it work? Where does it come from? Just questions like that.
0: Well, that's, I mean, (laughs) I, I, I feel the same way. To me, that's that's a that's a point of curiosity, but to another, and I think to depending on your perspective, a more important uh, point. It's a it's a matter of respect. Um, a lot of people are, you know, especially in a world that moves as fast as it does with the internet, are in the habit of taking things and appropriating or misappropriating, mm. and and this is not to say that it's, you know, it's not okay to be inspired or borrow things or use things to create. But to me, it's understanding these and giving voice to the roots of things mm-hmm. is like citing your sources when you're writing a paper, mm-hmm. right? You can't just lift a quote and say it's yours. You have mm-hmm. to say this was said by somebody yeah, okay. yeah. you know there there are going to be you know a, there, this happened in the fashion industry it happens in the fashion industry a lot but um but let's keep it to a musical example tiktok you know i'm big in tiktok right now right super big like i, I love tiktok so much but you know there's there's a group of you know young people who have gotten famous and they're in what's called the hype houses or all people who have a million followers or more the majority of them are are people who do TikTok dances they, they you know there's a popular song yep. and they perform a dance and they get gazillions of views because they're you know they did it first they're popular whatnot yep. but the fact is that the, you know, as I've watched this evolve um, the last time I checked almost everybody I think everybody or almost everybody in the hype house is white <laughs> and um, a lot of the choreographies they use are were choreographies created by black people and it's um you know some of them give credit where it's due, some of them don't though, you know, and it's um I I think it's a matter of respect where where you're able to to do that and to be aware of it. Yeah. You know, and same thing with these instruments. Yep, totally right. Hm. Hmm. Well, wow. Ending on a heavy note. Let's end on a light note.
1: <laughs> it's all right. No, it, it just, it just start Let me think about, yeah, knowing your own roots helps you sustain in the present.
0: Well, it, and I think it helps you have a clear vision going forward. Yeah. Right. Like, like if you want to do because most of the time you're looking forward
1: because time goes by so fast. You know.
0: Well. Well. Yeah. But it's... at least
1: that's what I feel when I'm. You know, looking to myself.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's fun to know this stuff. Like, I, c- I could talk I could talk about it and listen to stories about it all day long. It's, it's just neat to me, but to find out again the banjo story to really understand what the roots are that which brings me to listening to music from senegal from ghana from mali from you know for all, all of these places yeah and you hear things in new light yeah right. you,
1: you you mentioned uh you mentioned an example with a picture like you go in a museum just mm. looking at a picture yeah and you'll be like oh, okay some guys say oh it's a picture and then, if you like introduce it like look at the color, look at the contrast i, I you, you mentioned a several thing then your, then your vision opens up for the for the thing you know
0: well I mean it's there's in my English lessons i I talk about words that are active and passive verbs mm. right and let's compare words associated with our eyes and our ears when we talk about seeing looking and watching okay if i yeah. if i tell you those three words which of those words is the most passive see look or watch to see to look or to watch hmm 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 is the most passive
1: right i'd say i'd say just depends on the context but just my stomach tells me to see.
0: That's right. Okay. Yeah. For example, right now, I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. but I can see your bass. I can yeah. see the ukuleles. Yeah. that's what I can I, see yeah. the computer in my peripheral. I can see the light up there. I can yeah. see the window. Yeah. If I Just because I see something, it doesn't mean I'm looking at it. Yeah. When you go to a museum, you look at a picture, right? But looking and watching contextually are used differently. You don't watch a picture because pictures don't move. You always watch something that's moving. So I watch the game. I'm watching the kids play. I'm watching, I'm, watching, t- t- I'm watching TV, I'm watching this movie, I'm watching the grass grow, which is a silly thing to do, okay? <laughs> but see, look, watch. That's the progression of
1: from yeah, most yeah. passive. Gotcha, most active.
0: gotcha. From, and then we have it with hearing and listening, okay? Uh, I would argue that hearing is more passive and listening is more active, Depending on your culture where you're from, yeah. some people might say, you're listening, but you're not hearing me, right? It yeah, yeah, yeah. it completely depends. But for, yeah. for the purpose of this example, you are listening to my voice. And if somebody's actually listening to this podcast, they're listening, but you might hear the clock ticking in the background. You might hear cars passing. You might hear some music from the next room. Okay. But you're yeah. not your ears and focused on it. Yeah. When we go into a museum. Okay. there's there when we sometimes we we see a lot of stuff passively. But when you spend that time to really look at a picture, it might not hit you at first, but but your brain is dissecting what's going on in front of you. And it's a neat thing. And then when you know the history, for example, you know, pointillism. What's that? You know, Surratt is? Yeah. Okay. The dots. He did the paintings with the billions of dots. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Serat. If, if, if the nope. art police can arrest me later. Okay. But, um, what was explained to me that so you so so here's a neat thing. So okay. Serat, he painted these these masterpieces, and they took him forever. And a lot of them were massive with these gazillions of little dots, Gazillions of little dots like pixels. Right. Uh, at the same time, not even at the same time. Way before that, thousands of years before that, um, the Indigenous Australians were doing dot paintings. But if you look at them, if you look at the two of them, they're complete. They they couldn't be more different. The 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 idea and the mm-hmm. background of just them, the technique right? was the, the. They both use dots. That's about all that it was. Mm-hmm. The background from Surratt's dot paintings as I, as was told to me is that at that same time, Mm -hmm. this is the influence of science on art. Mm -hmm. We had just figured out that you interpret color and light through rods and cones
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in your eyes. That all started as an, as an experiment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because he thought if he did this, they would match the rods and cones in your eyes and the pictures would turn 3d. That didn't oh, happen. Okay. That, did, that didn't happen. That's oh, not what that happened. Oh, that must be frustrating.
1: But, but, <laughs> but
0: the, the consequence was still that he made these masterpieces. Yeah. Right? So that's part of understanding the difference between one tradition, the indigenous Australian tradition, yeah. and the what's and the why. Surratt did what he did. Yeah,
1: yeah there was yeah. some.
0: There was controversy that some other girl, I think an American girl, um, started doing – or woman, excuse me – doing dot paintings that looked very similar to the indigenous Australian dot paintings. but there was no connection now I'm, I don't I don't know if she lifted it intentionally unintentionally if he had seen it, but it was one of those things that the connection was so undeniable that it was hard to believe that that at some point in the modern world <laughs> somebody was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. That reminds me a lot of awful lot of the dot paintings. Same thing in the fashion industry. Some designer, he was doing these things called baby hair, which is when you have, like when you get a haircut, sometimes you got these short hairs yeah, that yeah, stick yeah. out. Well, women in in the, the, the Latinx community and okay. the black community have been using those and sort of, I don't know, I don't know what the technique is, but sort of putting them on their forehead and scalp so that you can see it as sort of like part of their style for a long time. Okay. And then a few years ago, this guy did it in a fashion show. And then and it went, popped up again. And, the, and he was really like, oh, he's so brave. He's so brave. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Look at how brave this... Uh, no mention of these communities. Of the roots. Been, the yeah. roots. And, yeah, yeah. And that's that's why I think it's And, and didn't he say that he just copied it? Or did he actively I, say that I, that was his invention? I forget what the outcome was. I think there was some kind of mea culpa that happened afterwards, right. an apology after the fact. But, like, you know, one thing, again, what saves you when writing a paper, if you're using someone's idea, is to say, I got this from blah. You Source, write it down, you quote it. Uh, if dude had just been like, I was really inspired on a trip to L.A., when I saw these women using this hairstyle, right? Like, and, and I just thought it was really cool. You know, all props to the women who have been rocking this f- forever. I thought it was about time it was used in high fashion. Different thing. So um, I think we're about to lose. Oh, uh, you can record 30 minutes. Okay. We've got to wrap this up. Because we're, our recording thing is about to die here. Okay, so, so let's here's what we're gonna good. do. We're gonna say a quick goodbye. Thanks for being here, yo. Um, it was wonderful. So, uh, check us out on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. One, one
1: two, one, two, three.
0: Goodbye. goodbye. Oh no no nope. Sorry, my
1: bad. <laughs> and see one, two, one, two, three. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 I'll see you
0: next time. See you later, folks. Peace.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Later.